Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. When I thought about this whole idea of one world, and you know, we say that all the time, unity, one world, but what does that look like in practicality? So, you know, I was at the Unity Convention recently, and the theme for this year was Unity Wide Open. And, and I was so struck by, it makes a difference in terms of little things that you do. Like, for example, we have a lot of people that serve on the platform here, including Gabe, who is 15, you know, and, and it says something about our value for multi-generational as a community, that, that you don't have to be old in order to have some kind of authority. Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> you young whippersnapper. <laughs> um, but... But at the Unity Convention, there was such an array. There were, there were the kind of two people that were the hosts. The pla- they would be like the platform hosts throughout the whole thing. There was a gay man and, and a woman. And, you know, so it's like there were, are lots of gay and lesbian leaders in Unity. We don't need a Pride Day in order to honor people <laughs> because Unity really stands for you can love whoever you want. Love is what matters. There were, um, we had a Baptist minister who gave a presentation. We had a black man from Portland who's doing this amazing work that I'm going to tell you more about next week um, with people who are um, trying to shift the consciousness in the world. It's, it's a very cool program. We had um, a Jesuit priest who is working with gangs and former um, felons, well, I guess they're considered always felons, but people that were gang members that have been to jail, and he's helping them get on their feet, and they have this amazing program down there, and he he talked about that. You know, there was just such a wide variety of opportunities that unity really stands for. One of the things um, I am so impressed with the new CEO for Unity Headquarters, um, who is just completely behind, you know, what do we need to do to get this message out? Unity is not, you know, the, the worldwide organization is not sitting around just saying, oh, hey, we've got a great message, hope you find us. They're actively saying, no, we got to get out there with it. We have, to, we have to look at where have we created borders in our consciousness and take those walls down. And we all have them. We all have the people that it's just like, well, the problem with them is, and we create this whole wall of our ideas about them that may not even be true. I had an example at the, at the conference of, there was one man there who was on the committee when I was being um, considered for ordination to unity, and this particular person had some questions about me and was I ready and things like that. And so I realized I had constructed this wall between us that, oh, he's my enemy. <laughs> I mean, they did grant me ordination, you know, I mean, he did eventually, whatever his issue was, it was satisfied, but I ran into him at this conference, and he didn't acknowledge me, 
And then, and so I thought, well, see, here is proof. We are really enemies. He doesn't, he doesn't like me. You know, the wall got bigger. <laughs> and, and then he came over to me. Um, he actually sat beside me at the banquet, and he said, oh, Jane, I didn't recognize you before. I mean, I had changed out of my schleppy clothes and was actually dressed up, so maybe that's why. I don't know. But... Um, but it was like that was totally a story I had concocted, and it was putting up a wall between us that did not need to be there. He had nothing against me. You're making me think of something. Yeah. <laughs> it's confession time. Do we it's have confession any, time. any Catholic priests here? That I need to throw? confess. <laughs> so as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about my first experience in my spirit group. You know, I'm the spirit group coordinator, in case you guys didn't know yet. And I've been in some spirit groups. And so we had a conversation about spirit groups. And I was thinking about, like, what was the most impactful thing uh -huh. that I experienced from spirit groups? And as you were saying that, I realized it was the wall of expectation I put up on the people in my group before I even knew them. You know? Like, you see the list, like, I don't know this person, I don't know this person, I don't know this person. Are they like me? Are they not like me? Are they, you know, fun and outgoing? Are they old? Are they too young? Yeah. Right? And so I had all these expectations and walls up. I mean, yeah. talk walls. about border guards. <laughs> border guards in yeah. my bubble of what I was thinking <laughs> this experience is going to be like. And almost immediately after our first meeting on all my spirit groups, these, these walls just dissolved and I fell in love with every single person in the group and I realized how in my everyday life I do that. We put up walls to people before we get a chance to really let them in yeah. to our hearts. And I was, I was amazed and still am amazed at the, the diversity of people in my groups that I've come so close with that I don't think I ever would have had mm -hmm. it not been for being in that safe environment of the spirit group. I think that's one of my favorite things about spirit groups is when we sit here, you know, think about where do you sit? Do you sit in the same seat every time? <laughs> or kind of in the same area because that's where you're comfortable. And then the people that don't sit kind of where you sit, do you know them? Are there people here who in your mind are other? You know, that you... You know, that doesn't really look like somebody that I'd want to talk to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you do that. Um, <clears throat> I've got a great but, experiment. Yeah? I just thought so. Okay. You're listening to Jane and I talk, right? Okay, watch this. How'd that feel? Yeah, good. Okay, so wait, check this out. <laughs> How'd that feel? Great. Better than that? Watching me hug or? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else want to try? <laughs> mm, felt better than watching us. So that's, that's the experiment. Yeah. That's what spirit groups are like. You can be involved in a spiritual connection versus just watching it happen. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, you guys are more than just watching. I mean, we get fired up by Jane's talks and all that, but the spirit groups give you a chance to one-on-one -on -one 
make that real connection. And that's mm -hmm. so much more powerful. That's, it's almost like it should be required, I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Money back guarantee, you know? But I feel like that's such a, more, such a vital part of our connection, of our building our spiritual selves and our growth. Yeah. To actually get one-to-one -one and break down those barriers that Jane's talking about. Yeah. To realize we can love anybody in this room if we just let ourselves. It's, That's what's powerful to me. It's so amazing, too, what happens in those groups because people share things and they, they try something new. Like part of it is praying together and meditating together. And so I've seen people that had never led a meditation um, in one of my groups. She did it like the very last time and she'd gone on YouTube and she'd done all these things and she led this beautiful, beautiful meditation totally outside her comfort zone. And she was amazing. Somebody at the Spirit Group Summit was talking about in, in her community a woman who had been involved in unity for 30 years for the very first time in a spirit group prayed aloud in front of somebody. She led a prayer. And you'd think 30 years, you know, somebody might have had that opportunity. But really, you know, look at yourself. Have you had that chance? You know, if, if you... If what you do is come on Sundays always, you really don't lead a prayer. You know, and maybe you don't go home and, I mean, maybe you do like a blessing um, and you might lead one there, but maybe not. I, I don't know what your practices are. So, so there, there's something where we can really step into that whole process of awakening and make our spirituality more real. So it's something that... You know, I, I'm going to probably step slightly shy of requiring all of you to do it, but, but I, I really want to encourage it. I want to see everybody in a group having that kind of strong weaving amongst us. I think what you said about the comfort zone is really important, too. If you guys, let's all be honest with ourselves here. We have our comfort zones, our mm -hmm. bubbles, right, that we don't want to step out. And even if we know praying with somebody or... Being in a spirit group is going to make us better, make us feel better, make us more powerful. We still have to step out of our comfort zone to do that. We have to be vulnerable to the people in our group. We have to make a time commitment. We have to turn away other things. But that's the only way we grow mm -hmm. is when you step out of your comfort zone. I mean, Claire was talking about our son going on his first backpacking trip this weekend, and we were kind of nervous about this whole thing, setting him loose up to the wilderness and stuff. Of course, I gave him a GPS, which saved the day, by the way. I know my GPS love affair. Um, but it was him. I realized when he came back, this is like the most wonderful memory. We drove up in our RV to pick him up at our designated meeting spot. And as we come around the corner, there's a little stream. And he and his buddy are in the stream with their boots off. And they're dancing. And he's going like this. <laughs> We drove up, and I see him dancing and doing a jig, and I said, yeah, he had a good time. I could tell he had a great time on that trip, and uh, my heart just, just overflowed to see that, you know, and I realized hearing his story that it was the adversity mm -hmm. of hiking through the snow, having no trail, using the GPS, finding his way, you know, trying to make camp in the snow and all the tough things that he went through that made it such a great experience for him that it wouldn't have been the same if he hadn't 
mm -hmm. had those challenges if he hadn't pushed himself out. Right. And that gave him such a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And Sorry. <laughs> okay. It, it'll be all this sign language. I get all excited and I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I think one of the things that I like about spirit groups is it gives us a method for reaching out beyond our borders. So ideally, in your spirit group, there would be some people who don't go to unity. That's how we got Kevin here. He did not go to unity when he first came to a spirit group. So I know that some of the groups have had people in them that don't come on Sunday and may never come on Sunday, or maybe they will, but, but we, what unity is saying is we have to step beyond our borders. We have to open our hearts and our minds and get these teachings beyond here. Most of us are like, oh, we don't want to be considered evangelicals. We don't want to go knocking on doors because we have a border in our minds against people who do that. We have made a decision that people who do that are not okay. And it's true. If you think you're not going to get me to do that, and, and I'm not asking you to do that, but, but I'm still saying, notice your reaction. I, I have a reaction. If you ask me to go around and knock on doors, you're going to have a problem. I don't want to do that. I don't like that idea. But there's a difference between me saying, eh, I don't think that's an effective idea, and saying, those people. So one of the things we have to look at is we have an answer for so many of the ills that are in our country and in our world. If people understood the thinking and the concepts that unity teaches, they would not be suffering in the ways that they are suffering. But if we sit here and wait for them to show up on Sunday morning, particularly show up on Sunday morning out in the Grange in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's, we're missing a lot of people. So how do we go out and reach them? One of the things that Unity is doing, I'm so excited about this. This is a new program. These packets are free for people who are suffering with cancer and their families. They've got a whole... My inner strength is greater than any outer appearance is a daily word. They've got something about find a unity community near you. There's a booklet on never alone, facing cancer with faith. A book of healing thoughts. So we can order as many of these as we want. What we will need to make this work is people who's, who feel called to say, you know, I'd like to go over to St. Charles, you know, and make visits to the people over there that are being treated. Or, you know, I don't really know all the inroads of how we're going to find out. You know, some of you just know people. You have friends. Some of you are going through cancer treatments, perhaps. But um, we can get a supply of these, and when you know somebody, you could take them. But there might be somebody who feels a call to that ministry that would like to you know, go on a regular basis. When they're, 
they've done those first. They're going to develop something for people with addictions. They have other packets in mind. But they're thinking in terms of how do we get this message out beyond the borders. And so, you know, I ask each one of us, who could we tell about it? And spirit groups are kind of an easy way because there isn't the load of come to church and, oh, I hate church. The church was bad, 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 whatever it was. You know, the spirit group is, hey, come over to my house. Good gateway drug. Yeah, a good gateway drug. I like that. <laughs> this little pill. <laughs> Uh, it's Kevin, not Mike. But I'm bum. You know, it really made me think about, you know, I think about stories from my life, things. I mean, it, you guys try this now. Just think about some of the most memorable experiences you've had in your life. Maybe it's a little tiny something that happened that just won't leave you simple experience, and I'm willing to bet that that experience or that event came from a little discomfort initially, maybe you stepping outside, doing something different with someone different, going to a different place, trying a new food, skydiving naked. <laughs> but these are the... The things I find that are the most powerful in my mind, in my life, in my psyche, are the things that I did initially with some discomfort or in an uncomfortable situation. I mean, think about the stories I've shared with you guys, you know, getting stuck in the mud in the desert and all this kind of stuff, all very uncomfortable situations that turn into be my most memorable, wonderful experiences and the most interesting people that I've mm -hmm. ever met. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remind ourselves every day that we have this bubble and you can't grow in your bubble. You can't create in a vacuum unless you want to suck, right? <laughs> That's just kind of a law. So remind yourself every day, what can I do to make myself a little uncomfortable? Maybe it is telling somebody about this packet that you would be like, eh, I want to be like the knock-on-door people, or joining a spirit group, or opening up to somebody here in church in unity they just never thought you'd open up to. Mm -hmm. I found it powerful. As a prayer chaplain, I've had the opportunity to pray with some of you and to hear some very personal things, and I always feel deeply moved and blessed by that experience, by that privilege, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. It changes me in a, in a very positive way. Very positive way. It's good to know you are trainable. <laughs> <laughs> trainable. Hmm. I just invite you to think for a minute about walls that you might have up. And just with the power of this whole group of conscious people, just ask for the guidance to see, oh, that might be a wall. See if something comes to you just for a moment in the quiet.
Just a show of hands, how many people have something that came up for them? Yeah, quite a few. And maybe those of you who didn't, you know, your process might be a little bit different. You might be in the shower when all of a sudden it's like, oh yes, that would be one. You know, whatever it might be. I think it's human. It's human to create walls. And it's sacred to take them down again. It's when we take down our walls that we find the oneness that exists and the power that is in that. We are part of all that is. We are part of the cosmos. And there is nothing that is out there that we do not have access to. But every time we put up a wall, whether it's a wall against the other or it's a wall against our own greatness, where we are just, oh, I could never do that because. Whatever those walls are, they keep us from the power that is wanting to surge through us as life, as love. And so let's, let's just collectively ask for the grace to let go and take down the walls, for the grace to be able to see everywhere we look oneness, whether it's up close or from a distance, we are all one. And that is a great cause for celebration and a great source of power. <laughs>